Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. So the title of this podcast is that pleasure is allowed. We all know that. Halal pleasures of food, wealth, bodily satisfactions are allowed. And not only allowed but encouraged in the halal setting. Hopefully this is not news to any of you. But what I want to talk about today is why pleasure is both rewarding and problematic. You could say too much pleasure, like too much of anything, is problematic. And you would be right. Because we know that Islam encourages moderation. So halal pleasure is allowed in moderation. Sugar in moderation is okay. Too much is bad. Food in moderation is okay. Socializing, buying, consuming, all of them in moderation is okay. But too much is problematic. Again, the problem isn't just with the quantity of pleasure we are seeking. The problem is with the intention we have behind it. Intentions are heavily reinforced in Islam in all areas of life. Today we will focus on just one aspect. It is when pleasure comes at a cost of well-being. So terms like pleasure, happiness, joy, well-being get used interchangeably. But for the purpose of this podcast and for the purposes of coaching at Islamic Life Coach School, I want to clearly differentiate between two key concepts. One has to do with pure carnal pleasure like instant gratification. Some people call it being happy in the moment. And in large quantities, it can be hedonism. The other concept has to do with joy, fulfillment, wholeness, and self-actualization. This is what I call well-being. Pleasure is momentary. Well-being is long-lasting. If someone says they are happy most of the time, it does not mean they are in a state of well-being. It means that they are going from activity to activity to get them instant gratification. Over-purchasing, over-vacationing, over-eating, and attempting to make money by any means so they can finance this habit of constant happiness hopping. So pleasure being the momentary desire of the nafs or carnal pleasure, and well-being having to do with the state of joy, fulfillment, and self-actualization. So instant gratification, like pleasure, is not wrong, but only when done with the right intentions. Intentions are thoughts. What thoughts are we acting on when we pursue instant gratification? You can find out what thoughts you're operating from by the results you're getting. CTFAR, circumstances lead to thoughts, lead to feelings, lead to actions, lead to results. So the thoughts or intentions behind the pleasurable activities can be discovered by the results you are living. At any given time, a human being is living a net negative or a net positive result in life. What do I mean by that? Activities like hanging out with friends and socializing, basketball, time with our children. Not only are these activities are pleasurable, meaning they bring us instant gratification through dopamine, They bring us a net positive result in our lives. They give us well-being in the long run. We have a net positive result in life. The same pleasurable activity can give us a net negative result in our life. If your socializing is getting in the way of your studies, if your children are getting in the way of self-actualization, if your work is getting in the way of your family life, all of this can give you a net negative result. Like I said, even your children can become a reason of a net negative result if your entire reason of existence revolves around your children and you forget about yourself or your spirituality or other important areas of life. 
This gives you a net negative result. Net positive result basically means a higher life satisfaction, meaning well-being. Net negative result means the opposite. You might find yourself at a point in life where pursuing halal activities and pleasures can be giving you a net negative result. Therefore, activities have minimal to do with the result and everything to do with the intention behind it. I have to choose my words carefully here when I say activities of instant gratification have minimum to do with the results of life satisfaction because it is an extremely slippery slope. Science proves that instant gratification comes from high doses of dopamine released in the brain. That dopamine is extremely addictive to the human brain. Every time it gets a dopamine hit, it requires more for the next time for the same experience to be more intense. For example, sugar is halal, but when you eat sugar and you get that instant pleasure, your body is going to demand more next time and more the time after that. One cup of iced coffee or one glass of soda is going to turn into a large and then two servings a day. Highly palatable processed foods carry the same effect, even if they don't involve sugar. So while enjoying dessert or coffee or soda is halal, using the same dessert to avoid negative emotions arising from a difficult situation in life becomes an escape. The brain would rather go to the escape, to the dopamine hit, to the dessert, to Netflix, to the perpetual basketball tournaments, rather than feeling emotions related to problems that life brings. So you engage in these escapes to avoid the human condition like avoiding having to face an abusive spouse or your teenager's indiscretions, a busted car, facial acne, being single, being overweight, struggles with infertility. These halal activities, when used as an escape, will bring a net negative result in life. You will be more and more dependent on sugar. You will engage more and more in people-pleasing activities to keep your friends happy because if you lose that instant gratification of approval of your friends, then you'll have to go back to facing the non-dopamine, hard reality of life. So this is an extremely slippery slope. Activities of instant gratification have to be kept under strict check. And you do that by utilizing your intelligent brain and by being aware of your intentions. Humans only create a net negative result in their life subconsciously. We are only engaging in these highly pleasurable activities because we are subconsciously running away from anxiety, grief, sadness. No human being will consciously create a net negative result. Or maybe some people do, but again, we will be held responsible for what we did with the circumstances we were given. Which is why it is very important to become aware of your thoughts and intentions and bring them to consciousness. It is every human being's desire to strive for well-being and self-actualization. We all want a higher life satisfaction and a net positive result, but we attempt to get there by false pleasures and instant gratification. While again, this is allowed in Islam, it can be a difficult path to navigate. Here I want to expand a little bit about why instant gratification is so habit-forming. Let's take sugar for instance. Some studies even compared sugar to cocaine in terms of habit forming. It elicits the same pleasure neurotransmitter, dopamine, without the mind alteration or euphoria of the drug like cocaine. So someone might ask, why would something so addictive be halal? Here the emphasis of halal and tayyib comes into play, where what we eat must not only be halal, but be beneficial for us. But that topic is out of the scope of this podcast. 
and inshallah I will attempt to touch on that later. Today I'm talking strictly about the human need of pleasure. Pleasurable activities being halal or allowed is a mercy of Allah towards humans. It is such a strong and basic human need. That is how He created us. And He has provided us exact guidance as to how to go about seeking and obtaining this pleasure. With the exception of obviously haram things like sex outside of marriage, alcohol, drugs, and other things along those lines, pleasurable activities are spelled out for us. So you can gain that net positive result by instant gratifications and pleasure at times, but you cannot gain that by just engaging in that instant gratification and dopamine squirts. Meaning, for a wholesome life, there needs to be a lot of planning, a lot of delayed gratification, and a lot of self-checks. Asking yourself, am I engaging in this activity to avoid or to run away from a situation or circumstance in my life? Or am I engaging in this activity to gain overall net positive result? That question right there is sometimes a very difficult step because we don't like the answer we get. The brain is then forced to make a choice either to face the difficult situation and solve for it through thought work and feeling work, which has no dopamine reward, or it is forced to continue with the highly addictive dopamine squirting activity. The beauty of this design is that you have that choice. You can continue to engage in that instant gratification. That is halal. But if at any point you decide that you would rather have a life of a net positive result and you remember that you will be held accountable for your actions, then explore the questions of what you are avoiding. That can be a scary question for some of us, and that is why coaching is available to you. If as a Muslim your instant gratification struggles are with alcohol, drugs, porn, you can find help with coaching as well. If it has to do with food, movies, consumption of goods, services, or even overconsumption of education materials, please find coaching. Because it is possible that every time you finish that course or that certification, you're seeking that dopamine reward at the end of the activity. But you might be doing this inadvertently and doing it at the expense of your family, spirituality, or your higher self-actualization. So, this must sound like a broken record by now, but since humans retain only 20% of what is taught, I will repeat, well-being and wholesome life has minimal to do with the activity you perform. It has all to do with the thoughts behind it. Most of the time when we are living a net negative result, we are unaware of the thoughts behind our actions. All activities that give us instant gratification or a sense of pleasure are addictive. A study titled Pleasure Systems of the Brain, published by the National Institute of Health, stated, Over the last decades, a growing set of results from neuroimaging studies have suggested that many diverse rewards activate a shared or overlapping brain system, a common currency reward network of interacting brain regions. Pleasure of food, sex, addictive drugs, friends and loved ones, music, art, and even sustained states of happiness can produce strikingly similar patterns of brain activity. So, as always, I'm oversimplifying neuromolecular biology to make it more applicable for us by only mentioning dopamine. In the end, what it boils down to is that activities that bring us sustained pleasure give us a low, constant supply of dopamine, versus activities that give us high doses of dopamine are the ones that bring us instant gratification. So, the brain is seeking dopamine no matter how you look at it. 
If the brain is so sneaky that everything is translated into a pleasure effect, how do we know that we are living a net negative result? And for that, I will ask you to look out for these warning signs. Usually, if you are living a net negative result, you will find yourself living under your potential. There will be an overall general sense of dissatisfaction in your life. There will be reactivity, frustration, and regret. So look for these warning signs and don't ignore them. People who come to me for coaching are looking for a net positive result, but they don't know how to get there. And it brings me immense pleasure to show them that they can continue to do pleasurable activities and still gain well-being and wholeness. <laughs> and that is the best part of my job. I come out looking like a hero, really. <laughs> so overall, if you have a constant urge and desire to achieve a goal, do something more to contribute, to create a legacy. That's your brain's way of telling you to create a net positive experience of life. In coaching, people also discover what negative emotions they've been running away from, what calling they're ignoring. People are also very surprised to find out that they're using seemingly benign, overtly joyful activities to create a net negative experience in life. So if you're at a point where you would like some answers because your brain search is turning up nothing, or the same results keep appearing in your life over and over again, then it's time for coaching. Please find me at islamiclifecoachschool.com. The most transformative moments happen during coaching. I've made it a mission in my life to transform as many minds as I humanly can. Inshallah, I'm going to be coaching one-on-one -on -one throughout the year 2021 and I will not rest until I've achieved that goal. So there is a net positive result that I have not mentioned so far in the podcast and I saved that one for the end because I believe it to be the most important one and that is the ultimate net positive outcome of gaining a place in Jannah or Paradise. And how beautiful is this design, alhamdulillah, that we can use our worldly pleasures and align them to get this ultimate reward. You can utilize pleasure, a gift to humans, and still earn a place in Jannah. This is in striking contrast to belief systems that only encourage abstinence from the basic pleasures of life. I personally don't know of anyone that does not engage in some sort of instant gratification. And for us as Muslims, to be able to utilize this to create our own path to Jannah is a beautiful mercy that Allah SWT has granted us. Dr. Yaseen Muhammad, a founding member of the International Association of Islamic Psychology and the author of many articles and a book, Path to Virtue, writes in an article titled, The Idea of Happiness in the Quran. He mentions Surah Yunus, Surah 10, Ayah 58, say, In the bounty of God and His mercy, in this then, let them rejoice. That is better than what they hoard of worldly goods. Thus, if one rejoices in these material bounties purely for the sake of worldly acquisition, then it is blameworthy joy. However, if one rejoices in it as a gift from God and for the benefit it brings, then it is praiseworthy joy. So, what we are calling a net negative and a net positive result in life, he is calling blameworthy and praiseworthy joy. In other place in the Quran, in Surah Al-Hadid, 57 verse 20, one translation reads, Know that this worldly life is no more than play, amusement, luxury, mutual boasting, and competition in wealth and children. This is like rain that causes plants to grow, to the delight of the planters. But later the plants dry up and you see them wither, then they are reduced to chaff. And in the hereafter there will be either severe punishment or forgiveness and pleasure of Allah. Whereas the life of this world is no more than the delusion of enjoyment. 
ooh, sends chills down my spine. Don't slip on the slippery slope of pleasure. So why go down the slope if there is a high chance to slip? Why run after money? Why eat any pleasurable foods? Why play basketball? If these pleasurable activities are going to be addictive and they create a compounding effect that we need more and more each time, then aren't we setting ourselves up for failure? So you can refrain from all of that. You have that choice that is available to you. But to me, it's navigating that human struggle while striving for the best. Best in this life and hereafter, inshallah. I can set really high ambitions and goals for myself and check in from time to time if I'm slipping, readjust my intentions and keep moving forward. Because you will deviate from the straight path. You will make mistakes. You will slip. We have established in previous podcasts that mistakes are hardwired in humans. So why not make mistakes while reaching for the impossible? Why not embrace the discomfort that life has to offer and keep moving forward? My forward momentum is fueled by my desire of coaching every Muslim woman on this planet. Inshallah. <laughs> I know it's an ambitious goal, but we all need coaching. Coaching is an outside perspective on your own human brain so you can see what changes to make. Everyone needs that outside perspective. So for me personally, I would rather make mistakes moving forward, enjoy the halal pleasures, readjusting my thoughts and intentions from time to time. There are plenty of people out there that will give you advice and tell you to completely abstain from pleasure. And it's fine if it works for you. And it finds if it works for them. More power to all of you. You can stop sugar altogether. You can stop watching TV altogether. You might not even have a TV in your house. That is totally available to you and I wholeheartedly respect that. There are also people that are living an ambitious life and attempting to enjoy pleasures in moderation. Both paths of complete abstinence and moderation have room for error. I have chosen my path and I am proud to say I have chosen it consciously, alhamdulillah. I will do whatever is available to me to self-correct, including coaching. Yes, I have a coach. This self-correction brings me to the last point I want to make, and that is to do with Ramadan and fasting. This is a source for self-check for Muslims to see how much they have become dependent on pleasures throughout the year. If you're listening to this podcast outside of Ramadan, you can still practice the restraint from pleasure with fasting on other days. So basically, humans are wired for pleasure and Allah has allowed pleasure from His infinite wisdom and mercy. Instant pleasure brings instant gratification because of high doses of dopamine. Joy, well-being, and self-actualization, on the other hand, bring low, sustained doses of dopamine over a long period of time. Dopamine obtained either way is addictive to the human brain. Humans looking to live a life of higher purpose and wholeness have to reset their dopamine meters every now and then and make sure they're not slipping into faults pleasure-seeking behavior in the name of joy. Ramadan brings the benefit of resetting these habits among the many other physical, psychological, and spiritual benefits. That in itself is a way to gain the net positive result in this life and in the life of the hereafter in Jannah. So I described these concepts in detail to come to a conclusion that resetting in Ramadan is a must. Schedules are hectic, sleep cycles are disturbed, but this is to force us to become aware of false pleasures we have become accustomed to. Make use of it. You need it. 
With that, I pray that Allah make us of those who are able to make the most of the benefits of this Ramadan and all of the future months of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us many more of these months and make us of the people that are able to carry these benefits over to the rest of the year. Please remember me in your du'as. Leave me a review on iTunes. Maybe someone else will discover this podcast and inshallah gain benefit because of a review you left. And we can all share the blessings. Plenty where that came from, inshallah. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem. Regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.